You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This morning, half the population ordered to stay home. 12 million people locked down as the virus spreads into Queensland. Cases stable, the Premier's brave call on Sydney's COVID outbreak. A holiday nightmare, Victoria announces more red zones, families stuck interstate. And roll out Rethink, the government plan to speed up vaccinations. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Australia is battling a fast-moving COVID emergency with 12 million people across the nation in lockdown. About 4 million Queenslanders are waking up to a snap three-day shutdown after an unvaccinated receptionist working on a Brisbane COVID ward became infectious and then travelled to Townsville for a holiday. Contact tracers are now desperately trying to track the spread of the Delta variant. Let me say I am absolutely furious about this. We need to make sure that we are getting our population vaccinated. It's the fourth state or territory to issue stay-at-home orders this week following New South Wales, WA and the Northern Territory. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian has dared to call Sydney's COVID numbers stable after 19 new cases. But with the outbreak growing to 149, there's little chance that lockdown will end early as a number of new exposure sites were identified overnight. I don't want to regret what I'm about to say, but um, we had anticipated potentially a surge in cases. That could very well happen in the next few days, but what it demonstrates to us is the health advice has been pretty much on the money. The state government is rolling out a support package for small businesses, issuing grants of up to $10,000, while the Dine and Discover vouchers are being extended to allow for takeaways and delivery. Victorian families have been left scrambling to return home from ruined interstate school holidays after South East Queensland and Townsville were declared red zones. Anyone who missed the 1am deadline will need to apply for a permit to re-enter Victoria, get tested and isolate at home for 14 days. The state has slammed its border shut to parts of New South Wales, WA and the Northern Territory following new COVID cases. The federal government is desperately trying to get the nation's vaccine rollout back on track, with pharmacists and corporate Australia set to play a major role. Let's go live now to political reporter Taylor Aiken. Good morning, Taylor. Employers could be asked to vaccinate their staff. 
Yes, that's right, Jody. Good morning with business groups offering to help accelerate the rollout, urging the federal government to allow them to promote and administer vaccines at work, similar to that we see each year with the flu vaccine. Reports this morning too suggesting the Commonwealth has approved a national pharmacy vaccination program, but only at 207 sites across the country. Pharmacists had been pushing for a wider role, believing they could be the ticket to widespread vaccination especially in regional areas. Questions over the speed of the rollout coming as Prime Minister Scott Morrison announced any adult Australian could come forward and request the AstraZeneca vaccine, despite medical advice only recommending it for those aged over 60. The announcement sparking long queues outside vaccination centres yesterday by those who were eager to get the jab. But the change also came to the surprise of state and territory leaders and even GPs who said they weren't consulted on the change and fear they don't have enough supply in order to keep up with the sudden surge in demand. Jody. OK, Taylor Aiken, thank you. Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce has been fined $200 for not wearing a mask while paying for petrol in New South Wales. He was one of 54 people issued with a penalty notice for failing to comply with health regulations. The worst case saw a cafe owner beaten up by a customer who refused to enter a QR code. A coastal cafe owner cops another COVID blow, this time from a customer. The man allegedly lashed out after refusing to wear a mask and check in. Mustafa Jamalafad was repeatedly punched. He suffered a broken nose, cuts and bruising. I started punching my face, punching my nose and it's bleeding everywhere. A woman with the man then turned violent, allegedly biting a customer who tried to intervene. Mustafa couldn't afford not to return to work today. Surviving a pandemic is hard enough. I'm not really feeling well. Disgraceful behaviour, the owner trying to do the right thing is then physically assaulted. Our new Deputy Prime Minister casually talks about his COVID breach, busted paying for petrol without a mask. Filled the car up with fuel, went in 30 seconds later, 200 bucks it cost me because I didn't wear one of these, but that's life. Barnaby Joyce was dobbed in by a constituent and Dubbo's Western Plains Zoo wouldn't cop three busloads of COVID breaches either. Refused an entry to the zoo in the interests of public safety uh, and contacted the the New South Wales Police who dealt with the situation. Police say 76 of the 126 people in the group should have been in lockdown in Sydney. The travel company was fined $5,000. Police say mask and QR code breaches might seem minor to some, but they put public health at risk and officers right across the state will enforce the rules. Ashley Hansen, 7 News. Melbourne residents locked inside their apartments for two weeks are enjoying new freedoms this morning. Dozens of people were released from quarantine yesterday at South Bank after a COVID outbreak. The sun is shining and I'm going to get a coffee. <laughs> I've been just walking around the apartment because, you know, there's nothing much you can do. And luckily, uh, we have a balcony, so, you know, at least we could just get outside. Health officials have deemed the cluster at the complex over. A desperate daughter stuck in hotel quarantine in Sydney has been granted an 11th hour reprieve to see her dying dad. Anna Coffey raced home from New York last week seeking a compassionate exemption to transfer to Melbourne to be with her father. New South Wales Health demanded proof the 80-year-old was on his deathbed. I've already provided documentation that he's end of life. Why do you need to put me in that position and treat me in, in, in that way? Angel Flight will take her to Melbourne free of charge today. 
Queensland has been hit by panic buying after the Premier announced a three-day lockdown. Shops were packed with lines stretching out of supermarkets and at vaccination clinics. Residents more motivated than ever to get a jab. Packed there, packed and panicked. The mad supermarket dash now synonymous with COVID lockdowns. Scenes repeated across the southeast. It's completely empty, no toilet paper. Flying off the shelves. From New Farm to Newstead, Sandgate to Southport, shelves were stripped bare of supplies. Up north, it was even worse. In Townsville, shopping trolleys snaked around supermarket aisles and out the door. It was crazy. Yeah, heaps of people in there line up um, at the queue. Crazy, mate. Yeah, just couldn't get anything lining up for everything. Supermarkets across Australia now working overtime to restock shelves with major centres around the country in lockdown as non-essential stores close their doors. We've been all told that we've got to shut up shop. The increase in cases sparking an increased demand for vaccines. At Broadbeach's Albert Waterways Clinic, there were so many walk-ins. We got turned away. Um, they reckon... July, the end of July, until you can actually book. Lines stretched around the RBWH and Doombin in Brisbane. About three hours. All willing to wait for Pfizer, but there were no guarantees. They actually let me out for a couple of hours to come and get vaccinated. I told them it's, um, it's taking longer than planned. Georgie Chumley, 7 News. Sydney's COVID outbreak has derailed Ben Robert Smith's high-stakes defamation trial, with the case suspended for at least a month. As most of the defence witnesses live interstate, the judge ruled border closures would make it difficult for them to travel to give evidence in person. Ben Robert Smith is suing three newspapers over war crimes and domestic violence allegations. A South Australian driver has rolled their car onto its roof in a spectacular crash. The driver had just performed an illegal overtaking manoeuvre before losing control on a corner, the car flipping multiple times. It's believed the driver walked away uninjured. Half a million Australians are facing a heart health hazard that they might not know, even know about. High levels of intense exercise can cause a dangerous irregular heartbeat which can prove fatal. Keen cyclist Lisa Benson has put the brakes on her quest to be faster and fitter. I really didn't think that I was doing any harm. Hard cycling left the 57-year-old with a heart condition called atrial fibrillation. A new study showing a high level of training can cause the dangerous irregular heartbeat. Extra beats, a sensation of nausea, a funny feeling in my throat. We have seen elite athletes in their teenage years but it is a problem that gets much more common the older you get. Hardcore cyclists, cross-country skiers and runners are up to 10 times more likely to develop the condition. A large American study finding intense daily training for more than 10 years increases the risk. Atrial fibrillation is the number one cause of stroke in Australia. Sufferers include Olympic gold medalist James Tompkins and West Coast Eagles champion Glenn Jakovic. There are quick effective treatments available like heart ablation via a catheter. More than half a million Australians are affected by atrial fibrillation but worryingly 40% of sufferers don't know they have it. Doctors say regular moderate exercise is the best medicine. Jackie Quist, 7 News. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones trading slightly higher this morning. The Nasdaq is rising. In London, the FTSE added and Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed down 235 points. Hong Kong's Hang Seng dropped. The All Lords and the ASX 200 fell as well. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,763 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 72 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 75 US cents, 83 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. Hundreds have gathered on the beach near where an apartment building collapsed in Miami last week. 11 people have been confirmed dead while 150 remain missing. Family members are still holding out hope that loved ones will be found alive. Rescuers are working 12-hour shifts, sifting through rubble for any sign of life. President Joe Biden has promised to visit the site later this week. The Delta variant of COVID-19, which is currently spreading across Australia, now represents around 20% of cases recorded in France. Health officials there reported fewer cases than previous weeks, but said the dominance of the Delta variant is rapidly increasing. 509 cases were reported on Monday, while cases caused by the Delta variant have more than doubled in Germany. A Picasso painting has been found in a Greek gorge nine years after it was stolen. The work named Head of a Woman was gifted to the National Art Gallery in Athens in 1946 and was mourned as a national loss when it was taken during an art heist in 2012. Police arrested a 49-year-old construction worker who reportedly confessed to the theft and led police to the hidden painting. Prince William has raced home from Scotland to cheer on England at the Euro Championships as the Queen continued day two of her royal tour in Scotland. Europe Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld is in London for us this morning. Good morning, Hugh. The Duke of Cambridge brought his family to the game. Yeah, morning, uh, Jody. Seven-year-old Prince George has been dubbed the royal lucky charm for England as the young prince suited up with a tie on as well, joined his parents at Wembley to watch England take on Germany. He did appear to mumble his way through God Save the Queen, but eventually there were big smiles from the young prince when England scored two goals and eventually won the game, of course. It's always tough for members of the royal family to work out who they're going to back from the four home nations 
nations in the UK in a sporting contest. Engl uh, William, of course, though, is president of England's FA, and he spent the morning in Scotland as the Royals continue this charm offensive uh, north of the border to try and stave off independence there. William at a shipbuilding facility near Glasgow, where he was presented with three model ships to take home to his children to paint. He said he was thinking of the Duke of Edinburgh during that visit. He said Prince Philip would have been fascinated and very excited to see such advances in skills and technology. The Queen visited Stirling Castle and then uh, back in Edinburgh she received Nicola Sturgeon, the pro-independence nationalist first minister who refuses to curtsy at the Palace of Holyrood House. Princess Anne will join the Queen for engagements later on this week. Might be a little bit more comfortable for the Princess Royal because she's patron of Scottish rugby and a big fan of Scotland. Jody. Okay, Hugh, thank you. In sport, the AFL is scrambling to ensure the competition goes ahead as COVID outbreaks cause chaos across Australia. 16 of 18 teams are now stationed in Victoria, with clubs given no guarantee on how long they'll spend on the road. I can't answer the question about what next week or the week after looks like. Um, our intention is to keep moving teams around as we have to, um, but to get them as home as quickly as we can. Fremantle and Carlton are yet to find a venue for their clash on Saturday night. Penrith halfback Nathan Cleary will meet with a surgeon today to find out the extent of his shoulder injury suffered during State of Origin Game 2. Already missing Origin Game 3 and his side's clash against Parramatta, the Panthers will sweat on his fitness as their Premiership hopes may sit in his hands. Considering the situation that Penrith are in, I think Cleary will be doing everything he can to, to get back on that field. Cleary suffered a partially dislocated shoulder and a labral tear. Ash Barty has won her first round match at Wimbledon against the Spaniard Carla Suarez Navarro in three sets on centre court. Barty hopes this will be the first win in an attempt to break her Wimbledon drought. I feel ready. I was excited to be able to, to know that I was 100% I was to be able to play here and um, you know, I'm, I'm loving every minute. And fresh off a win at Eastbourne, Alex Dimonor has been knocked out of Wimbledon after losing to American Sebastian Corder in four sets. In the Euros, England have advanced to the quarter-finals after beating Germany 2-0 in London. Striker Raheem Sterling broke the deadlock in the 75th minute and star Harry Kane finally netted his first goal of the tournament. It's the Three Lions' second ever win in the knockout stage of the tournament and will hope to continue their run against either Sweden or the Ukraine on Saturday. The ICC 2020 World Cup location has been moved from India to Oman and the UAE. The news comes as India struggles to contain an intense wave of COVID cases. The situation had already put a stop to the Indian Premier League back in May. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a trough and a cold front are generating gusty winds and showers in WA's west and south. Onshore winds around a high are bringing showers to the New South Wales and eastern Queensland coasts. The high is keeping elsewhere dry and mostly clear with cool winds in the southeast. 
Around the capitals today, Brisbane showers heading for a top of 21 degrees, Sydney a possible shower, a top of 19, Canberra early fog clearing to a sunny day heading for 15 degrees, Melbourne windy and 16, Hobart mostly sunny, a top of 15, Adelaide a late shower 17 degrees, Perth mostly cloudy and 18, and Darwin sunny and 33. And that's seven early news for this Wednesday, the 30th of June, 2021. We'll bring you all of the updates on Australia's evolving COVID situation throughout the day.